0: This Day, April 9th, 2004. The Girl Next Door comes to your theaters. Today, on Pod This Day, we delve into what we like about this movie, what we don't like, some fun facts, and a new segment we're calling On the Set, where we discuss one person that was kind of memorable on the set of a movie. I'm Steven Skolansky, with my host, Matt McGlossin. Welcome to Pod This Day. Hey Matt, how's it going? Oh, it's doing well, doing well. How's it going with you? It's going great. It's been a minute, Steve.
1: It has. (laughs) Do you mind if I call
0: you Steve?
1: (laughs) You can call me Steve. So Matt, we have a movie um, Mm -hmm. that was released today, um, April 9th, 2004, and it was called The Girl Next Door.
0: I have to say, I was really refreshed to see this come up on our list of possibilities because I've been living sandwiched between two frat houses for the past two years. So I have not had a girl next door in my life in a while. Well, that is
1: so (laughs) sad. I mean, it's kind of nice looking out your windows and seeing the hot girl. I mean, if you were sandwiched between two sororities, I think you'd be dead by now.
0: Oh, no, there was no way I could keep up with that. So it's definitely like... Out of the, the three possible options, I would have preferred like one sorority and one frat on either side. but
1: <laughs> The antics, I think, would have probably gotten crazy.
0: Oh, yeah. It's 100% for the hijinks. I've just always wanted to live in a 90s film.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that would yeah. definitely do it. All right. So, The Girl Next Door. It's about an 18-year-old, um, Matthew Kidman, played by Emile Hirsch, is a straight and arrow overachiever who never really lived life until he falls for his new neighbor, the beautiful and seemingly innocent Danielle, played by the lovely Alicia Cuthbert. Mm -hmm. When Matthew discovers this perfect girl next door is a one-time porn star, (laughs) his sheltered existence begins to spin out of control. Ultimately, Danielle helps Matthew emerge from his shell and discover that sometimes you have to risk everything for the person you love.
0: And that's what dedication means.
1: (laughs) I know. So... First impressions of the movie, I just loved it. Like it wasn't as raunchy as like American Pie, and it wasn't as tame as uh, I would say maybe Mean Girls. Or mm-hmm. I don't really can equate another movie kind of like this that's just not as to the point. Yeah. Of, of raunchiness.
0: But mean it kind of I feel good like is a good feel. comparison. Yeah, yeah, it yeah.
1: had a great feel to it. So. I think going in, I might have thought, "Well, is this just going to be over the top sort of movie? Like, you know, like yeah, like American a national Pie lampoon or something. or something, or a national lampoon." Yeah. Yep. But it just was so grounded, but it had just enough
0: sauciness. It's like rooted in realism. Still, it like has like that kind of grounded feel, but it like still gets up to those those classic movie hijinks that I love so much.
1: <laughs> yep. Exactly. So stuff okay.
0: still snowballs and gets out of control. It's good.
1: Yeah. So. Alicia Cuthbert, well, maybe not necessarily her, but okay, let's say a Danielle type character mm-hmm. moves in next door. I mean, and you're, okay, well, first off, let's step back. Okay. Emile, the meal Hirsch character, character, Matthew, were you relatable or okay. were you kind of out of your shell at 18?
0: I I was so, like, I, I was starting to come out of my shell at 18, like 18 getting into university is when I really started to come into my own. Um And, and it's funny to say that because it's only like two, three years ago for me now. Um, but, uh, in terms of like a relatability, like this character is a hundred percent where I was at in like grades nine and 10. And, okay. and and the fact that he's named Matthew feels so personal. <laughs> there, there's something that like takes you out of the movie when every once in a while you see a character do something that you know you probably would have done, and then you hear someone ashamedly say Matthew, and it's your name.
1: <laughs> yeah, a bit. I bet in the theater you're like hey, your buddy's next to you. Hey, Matt, that's just like you. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like my buddy's like elbowing me throughout it. Yeah.
1: So. I mean I was fairly out of out of my shell. I was drinking at that age, going to mm-hmm. parties, lots of friends. So I don't I definitely can't say I was relatable at eighteen to this character. No,
0: I don't think at eighteen I hope no one is actually this introverted and, and awkward at eighteen.
1: <laughs> but but you know I think honestly, to be completely honest, I think you see it more in girls that are trying to get into a great college True. and True. You know what I mean? Like you see that in, in I think, in, I mean, not to be sexist. I don't think it's- No, more, to say more that it's dedication sexist, but to
0: the long term though. Like,
1: it, exactly. <laughs> and you know, they're like, oh, stop bugging me. I got to get a perfect grade. I can't go out and party. I
0: have to be focused on this future that I'm planning. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You don't yeah. normally see that in men. Obviously it does exist. Like it's definitely a, a character that does exist. And it's weird because he went to public school too. Yeah, and, and you normally don't see that out of a That's guy. That's like a, a
0: private school type energy, if... if eh. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, I have really structured images of what guys can be, but... <laughs> yeah. So, obviously,
1: this guy, to what it seems like, never had a girlfriend, never, mm-hmm. you know, went out and partied. So, this girl... He's like the, the, the
0: pure, wholesome boy who just doesn't know anything.
1: Exactly. So, girl moves next door... And you kind of look out your window, you see her, it's like, oh, she's kind of cute. She's and
0: cute, yeah.
1: I've I've never had a boner before, and something shows up. It's like, oh, wait, what am I doing? I'm 18
0: and confused, and like, what's this thing? I've never noticed it before.
1: I know. So, okay, so... <laughs> I, and it's funny, because the first scene, so you see her walking in, mm-hmm. and he runs up to her room, and he sees her in the room, and all of a sudden, she's starting to get undressed, he's just staring... And boom, eyes locked. The
0: eye contact is just the best moment, I think. Like, the way they deliver that of, like, the quick zoom on her face and him dropping, yes, it just right nails that emotion so well.
1: And the best part is, is, like, he kind of looks up, looks in the window, she's gone, <laughs> and all of a sudden you see her kind of running out the front door and next door, and you think, oh, my God, she's going to be so pissed.
0: That's just the moment, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then you hear the doorbell ring, it intensifies, you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit.
1: Yep. <laughs> so i I feel like that that at that moment, now you know, okay, this kid's life is literally about to change, yeah, and he through most of the movie he definitely doesn't he tries to hold back he tries to you
0: he's know, very not he's very set in his way
1: exactly and and the moment it kind of starts flipping is when at in the middle of the night, Alicia Cuthbert and Emil Hirsch, they go on their skinny
0: dipping. At the, the principal's house, right? At the principal's yeah. house.
1: And, you know, then she steals his clothes. She jumps out of the pool, steals his clothes. Now she's, like, in the car making him run around naked with an inner tube mm-hmm. around his waist. And that really kind of kicks it off.
0: That's, yeah, it starts a whirlwind romance.
1: <laughs> yep. And, and at that point, now he's at school. He's telling his friends about his hot chick. You know, I don't know. And no one believes him,
0: obviously. Obviously no
1: one (laughs) believes him. And then they finally show him a picture of him. And the dude's like, I've seen this chick. I've seen her before. And and this and the dude's just a total horn dog. Like dude's like (laughs) We all know we
0: all know that guy from high school. We all had that friend. I I refuse to accept the fact that I'm the only one that had a friend exactly like this dude. And it's like instantly I'm like, Oh, Frank. I but know the funny you. thing is,
1: <laughs> the funny thing is, is you grew up grew up in internet in high school. I grew up with very slow dial up internet in high school. True. So this this wasn't. I mean, yes, you had the friends that had the computer and were you know watching the the pictures slowly, 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 <laughs> slowly load. But yes, we ha- we all had that friend that was Wait, like... Wait, you didn't turn it off and keep
0: it in a binder like a real man? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I had Playboy like a real man.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough.
1: All right. So, But yes, we had the guy, and I love how it was still on VHS. Like This obviously, I think, took place almost in the late 90s. Yeah, maybe it feels like it's 2000s. set a little
0: bit earlier than when it was released, for sure.
1: Because the dude had a VHS tape of the chick. Oh,
0: and that flip phone is definitely 90s. Yeah, well, smartphones were
1: not <laughs> out until 2007, so...
0: Oh, yeah, but, like, I mean, so, it's just the, the design of that flip phone. Like, I remember a yep. Kibo... Like, I had a Kibo in 2007 that looked better than that. <laughs>
1: yeah, It's exactly. a little bit later, but... <laughs> so, okay, so, so you got your porno friend, he's like, I know, know this chick, so... <laughs> would that really shatter your reality? Like, okay, you have this hot chick... I can see it
0: affecting him. Like, I feel like it's real for that character... But I feel like that character is such a rare occurrence.
1: <laughs> yep. So so even if you were slightly laid, not as laid back as him, but slightly back as him, and you're like, would your first mind you be, know what? I oh say my that? god, I don't want to date her anymore? I say or that, but do- I
0: totally freaked out in grade 12 when I found out that a girl who was interested in me was in a polyamorous relationship. So <laughs> I like to think that I was more progressive, but now that I remember that, I... <laughs> totally panicked when I realized that someone was interested in other people than me.
1: <laughs> yep. And obviously she was more experienced and yeah. the, the way that Wait, it kind Wait, the girl that I
0: was into or the movie? Because Movie.
1: <laughs> Maybe
0: her too. I'm but, kidding.
1: But okay, so, so they're at the diner, he's sitting down with her mm-hmm. and you know, you, you could just see in his face, he was like, he was trying not to oversell the fact that he... Knows about this. That he this. knew. Yeah. But eventually he kind of broke his like, okay, you were, you were in this movie, you've been with millions of guys, okay, I don't think, you know, and then... I don't
0: stand a chance or whatever. Yep, yeah.
1: and, and obviously, she didn't want that to be the defining moment, because she mm-hmm. was in kind of a toxic relationship with that industry, and she just wanted out. She wanted nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. and the fact that he brought it up, you know, kind of made it off-putting.
0: Yeah, like it, 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 like this is her oasis of time, and now suddenly it's been just totally had its spot blown up because of Buddy.
1: <laughs> exactly, and he just yeah. just didn't want it, you know. You know what I mean? Like he was like, you know what? I can't date you anymore. You've been in a, uh, porno, and
0: this does too lead bad. to like the introduction of one of my favorite characters in this movie, though, and it's the, Timothy Oliphant's character. Well, that's
1: what I was gonna. That's yeah. what I was thinking. The uh, yo. <laughs> The lovely porn porn star boyfriend, ex boyfriend, the, the producer,
0: he or he, producer, he is right. a a classy man.
1: <laughs> yes. So obviously you have him introduced, and he's kind of there to, you know, bring him back
0: mm-hmm.
1: or bring her back to the to the industry. Because okay, now she is, it's over. She doesn't, you know, kind of the world. I guess the world has been shattered for her.
0: Yeah. And like now, this. This now is her she, career now. <laughs>
1: Yep, and now she she has to to do this. Yeah. Yep, and I think the funny thing was is he was like, "What am I losing?" You know what I mean? Okay, I gotta step it up. I gotta do (laughs) what was it? Ecstasy or something?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! No, what was it? Anyways, anyways,
1: LSD, some sort of yeah.
0: uh, I gotta go do party drugs. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes, that he got really painty, you know, like touchy feely. And wanted to show that he was the man that could that could be in that world, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the hygiene started. Kind of, I can hold my own. <laughs> built, yes, <laughs> and and I think the funny thing was is she didn't want him to be that guy. She liked the
0: she liked laid-back. that he wasn't.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she was like, I mean, she wanted him a little bit more outgoing, which was her, you know. I guess, point. Like she wanted him to kind of break out of that shell and not be as,
0: just be confident in himself kind of thing. Ex- yes, That's yeah. like, that's a, that's the other thing that I noticed with this movie too, is like, yes, it is like a, a raunchy, funny comedy, like in its light, but it has like that really nice emotional message at the end of the day. Like they, it, you forget that that used to be a thing because <laughs> now you yes. just get movies that are just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. We'll throw some funny shit in there and people will laugh. But, like, this had, like, a message to it, and it tried, and I like that. Yes, it <laughs> I had gotta get behind heart. that. It has heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's, and that's where the movie, I think, kind of hit with me, is, yes, it had this, you know, raunchy, sexy, porn movie,
0: you know, yeah, aspect they, to yeah, it. Yeah, used that as, like, a, a conveyor for the story. Yeah.
1: Yep, and then the movie kind of closes, closes out with, you know, making a porno. <laughs> Basically, yes. you know, it was basically his big moment to say, okay, you know what? I'm I'm going to climax my life or this part of
0: my life. Let's finish with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
1: And I like how his friends kind of jumped into the mix and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Daniela invited all of her porno friends to kind of jump in and, you know, it was kind of the lose your virginity type, you know, scene. The, and the
0: classic coming of age, like... Peace. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. And then obviously the movie closes out with a nice happy ending with yeah. them two, you know, happily ever after. Now, the funny thing is, is she was, I, I honestly don't know if they ever set her age in the movie. No, But I yeah. feel like she had to have been at least, I don't know, maybe 21, 22-ish, right? I, I, okay, she's so living I was on thinking that, like,
0: too, because she's living on her own. She's had, like, a past history, a career in porn. But then, like, at some point they insinuate that she's younger than him. So I don't know what's going on well, she, with okay, her age in to, this movie.
1: Well, she has to. Be, okay, she to has be to be older pub- than
0: him for sure.
1: Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, to be publicly on tape to have doing porno, in porn. <laughs> yes, you have to be at least eighteen. Yeah. So, so minimum she would be eighteen, but she's been in. Well, I can't remember what they, what he said on like the number of movies she's.
0: Well, been yeah, in. yeah. Like she she's going to events that clearly put her at a star level exactly like like that event is not an amateur (laughs) yeah yeah
1: so i figure she has to be at least 21 22 let's say like 2021 yeah and that's and that's if she started at 18
0: yeah if she if she was ambitious and got a good head start on her life no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i love that joke so much (laughs) (laughs) I i will never not make that joke (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right so so that's the movie in a nutshell um mm-hmm. after effects i still love watching this movie i think it still holds up today yeah in a way that you know you could watch us and feel connected to the characters i mean obviously we have more technology more social media i guess and that kind of maybe dumbs down a lot of how we act and feel but i i assume there's still people out there that want to push themselves to be the best in school mm-hmm. and and not fail, and that's the way they do it. they study, they shut everything off and
0: kind of definitely, be in their own corner. I definitely I know people like that in my real life too, so i I, I feel yeah. like it's a, a universal kind of movie it it holds up yeah,
1: yep, so what they didn't show in theaters was the unrated version ah. and the only reason now this was kind of when I was first starting to collect movies. Um the unrated version of this movie came kind of wrapped with this like brown kind of wrapping that goes around uh Alicia Cuthbert's body. Yeah. So on the, on the not unrated version, she's wearing uh like a red tube top and some shorty short shorts.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like the classic um, poster you see on the yep.
1: yeah. But the but the black the, or the brown wrapping that says unrated version basically as at just below her chest level where the tube top cuts off and then you see your legs.
0: So okay.
1: you're thinking to yourself, she is completely naked underneath this unrated
0: version. It's the, it's wrapping. the classic truth by omission.
1: <laughs> yes. And so you unwrap it, you're, you're, you know, you're a teenager, slightly older expecting, Oh my God, what am I going to see? And you remove it and it's just the normal cover. <laughs> so that was, that was the only reason I, I bought that. the unrated version. Um, but there are a lot of uh, um, uncensored and deleted scenes in the movie that you know
0: mm-hmm. Did, definitely show. didn't make the theatrical cut.
1: <laughs> yes, and then there's also the original ending on this movie, which I haven't actually watched the unrated version in oh. a really long time. So I, I, honestly, I can't remember it off the top of my
0: head. I was gonna but, say I'd be interested uh, to know what the like alternative ending is.
1: Well, it says original on the DVD. Box. okay so so I think they used the alternate ending so is it an alternate ending if they didn't use it or is uh, it the original ending if they did use it
0: I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with they went with an alternative ending with the theatrical release I yes. feel like yeah that that tracks logically that tracks all
1: yeah. right <laughs> so next up on Pod this day we have our fun facts section mm-hmm. so i've pulled out a few fun facts that i thought uh, we could talk about here so first up is the cougars lion costume that was featured in numerous scenes in the film is the same one that was featured in old school in 2003 wait shit really
0: yep that makes this so much time sense i the got a about that
1: <laughs> yep this time under the name harrison
0: cougars i love that i love that this little mascot suit's getting more use <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I mean, the Cougars seem to be a pretty popular high school mascot in almost every movie. <laughs> it seems like it's a like. pretty
0: staple. Uh, the new one now is, uh, what is it? Tigers. I keep seeing that in like a whole ton of TV shows now.
1: The Tigers. Any high
0: s- Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it always has to be a cat. I, see, I feel like cat costumes are the easiest to make. True, because you don't want to be like the pirates and you gotta do this all dolled up costume, or you want to be the uh corn huskers and you gotta
0: (laughs) prairie dogs, and then you have to figure out what a prairie dog looks like. And (laughs) yeah, that's a gopher. No, it's a prairie dog. No, it's definitely a prairie dog. (laughs) Are you sure it's not a groundhog?
1: Oh, right, it could be a (laughs) groundhog or a lemur. No, not a lemur,
0: a laughing, leaping lemur. A laughing, leaping, leap. <laughs> who like to jump oh. and play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, the vivid video cap uh, the, that Eli wears is from a real porn production company.
0: Okay, that was something else I found because I was obsessed with the um, soundtrack for this. They actually use a lot of uh, uh, music that was produced by porn music producers for the film. Oh, really? For the score for the film, and I love that so much.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so in movies. We try. They try to save a lot of money, especially a movie like this that was kind of a low budget movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, prom in the film takes place in the cafeteria that was the same way the director's was. Ah, so he, you know, kind of saved a little bit of money.
0: Yeah, kind of do it like you it, you did it back in the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like more nostalgic for him to kind of see something that was.
0: I I actually no. that like definitely I didn't notice that at first because my school did the same thing, my high school. So whenever we had a school dance, it was in the cafeteria. That's weird.
1: Uh, yeah. Ah. Alright, two more. Emil Hirsch was still a minor during production, so all of his nude scenes were performed by a stunt double. <laughs> and for the lap dance scene, several pillows were placed between him and the dancer.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> So they just narked this kid on set. They yeah, they were like, "Hey, we're much. gonna have you star in a movie with like just it's gonna have an R rating. We're signing off on that. We're fine with it, except for you."
1: Yes, <laughs> you well, have funny. to have. I mean, <laughs> I feel like back then a lot of older people were playing those younger roles like, true you know you know, like the girl that goes into the casting director would be like i could play ages 18 to 25 you know what i mean like
0: so yeah i've just got like like young face
1: exactly mm-hmm. like me i could play ages like 16 to 40 i guess if i have my beard
0: yeah I, I, or me i've played ages 6 to 12 <laughs> uh, all of which are younger than me <laughs> i'm a very diverse actor <laughs>
1: Yeah. So Emil Emile Hirsch, I didn't I guess I didn't realize that he was, you know, younger than the age he was playing.
0: Shit, yeah. In this movie. That's usually I not mean, how it goes. Yeah. And that's also because like scheduling for minors, like shooting-wise, is so much harder. Yeah. There's like so much more laws around how often and how long they can shoot for. Yep.
1: Oh yeah. So that's like yep. part of it. Yeah. Yep.
0: Huh. So so
1: I mean, I guess the one thing is by knowing that his character he was playing, obviously he's an actor, he might have really good range, but to have that reserved feeling within you mm-hmm. comes probably at the age that he was filming this movie. It was kind of like, almost natural for him, I bet.
0: Yeah, playing to your suit.
1: <laughs> exactly. So lastly, the sword hanging on the wall in the background of the karate porn video is a Klingon Batliff sword
0: from the Star Trek series. I thought so. Because I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> and I saw that, and I was like, wait a minute. I've definitely seen that in some sci-fi. And so I, I furiously was trying to figure out what this was from, and I never even thought to look at shit. Yep.
1: <laughs> so, so they took a, a prop that was definitely not... I mean, I guess if you look at pornos, they're the set, if you could call it that. <laughs> the location. Something, the location is something pretty run down and... and unnatural usually
0: yeah or or it's and a show so, home like yeah. <laughs> the most and empty so,
1: <laughs> and so obviously in a karate studio you would have des- most likely have like sword size you know something karate-ish yeah and they are probably like hey put this up on the wall this is kind of funny
0: <laughs> and they
1: probably didn't even know who it
0: was yeah like not even thinking like what what's this sword from yeah well yeah. and then there's like a whole ton of um places in the valley too that'll just rent out props from old uh, films and stuff, too, and TV. So if you like need to outfit a small-budget film, it's cheap to do it that way. And so I could see them doing that just to fill out some of these back sets for these side things.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So next up, after the fun facts, we have our brand-new segment. And uh, Matt will take over to uh, fill us in on the segment we are calling On the Set. And this time around, we have the costume designer, Marilyn Vance. So, Matt, what can you tell us about Marilyn Vance?
0: Excellent. So, I'm super pumped about this, actually, because the way I watch movies is just looking up actors on IMDb and the people involved in it. So, uh, Marilyn Vance was our lead costume designer on this production, and she's actually uh, done... A shit ton of work. That's always the first thing that gravitates me towards someone. But some of the things that she's worked on in the past include The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, Predator series, and the Die Hard series. She's, like, been around. She's done over, like, 190 or something productions at this point, just doing, like, costume design alone. That's crazy.
1: And it seems like you listed a bunch of 80s in early 90s films, yes. and then she stopped until 2004.
0: Yes, no, she <laughs> she did a lot of really great stuff in the 80s and 90s, and then took a brief hiatus for about 10 years. No, yeah, she exactly. was working on other stuff in between then, but it's like more TV show work and stuff like that. And I, I wanted to highlight some stuff that our listeners might recognize too. Oh, um, definitely, But yeah. yeah, she's she had like a whole thing in her honor at, um, uh, what is it, the Costume Designers Guild. Uh, they gave her like a, a career achievement award.
1: Is that like a robe?
0: Yeah, it's okay, a like it's an a,
1: awesome gold robe or something. It's a
0: it's a full body robe. Uh, no, I, I wish I knew what it looked like. It's sponsored by Lacoste and Swarovski, so I can imagine it's a very pretty uh, gem piece. But
1: yes, I mean most awards usually are, but yeah. I feel like in the costume world, if you're going to receive a reward, it should, it should definitely should be, be a like...
0: costume. Yes, or have costume elements for sure. Like wings, yeah, with, or like something, something, something that I can detach and wear. Like have it come with like an accessory piece.
1: <laughs> well, you know how like a lot of uh, actors that win Oscars always have them on their desk or showing them off. How awesome would it be as a costume designer to wear your award? Yeah, <laughs> seamlessly with your normal outfit.
0: Just like walk onto set and people automatically know that you bring that legitimacy because you brought the robe. <laughs> exactly.
1: You you know that you could design costumes just like. Anyone else? I mean, I guess mm-hmm. if it's what what was the company Swarovski's or uh, yeah Swarovski. Swarovski like
0: ear they do the the crystals yeah like
1: earrings kind of would be kind of nice yeah or uh, I could bracelets. see earrings being easily I guess that's yeah. not really an award that's more of a prize. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, is that what uh, an award is? A prize, though it's an emotional prize. So why not make it physical? <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. So that way you could wear it, and show it off, instead of carrying it in your yeah. back pocket or something.
0: I feel yeah. I feel like just the same way that like when you win an award at a local thing, they'll give you a gift card. It should tear up. So like when you win an Oscar, you also get like a gift <laughs> <There> <laughs> that you go. Ref- reflects the gravitas of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's, uh, she's done a lot for costume design, but she also, uh, remember that weird kind of gap that she had in her life? She tried yep. being a producer for a while. Um, she made like a series of kind of like big summer dramas and stuff like that. that were just, uh, like kind of easy crank out. No, you're going to make some money back on it. Cause it's a summer blockbuster type thing. But yeah. the interesting part about that is she also, uh, produced three pornos in that time. And I thought that so was a was little. Perf-
1: so she was perfect yeah, for this movie. She
0: had experience in the industry, and I love that. <laughs> when I when I stumbled across that, I was like, "Wait a minute, this is too perfect for this story." <laughs> but you yeah, know that's so why she, she produced, got chosen. She produced three pornos back in the day, and I like to think that that's part of it. Um, yeah, yeah, like she she had that history of working with these coming of age dramas, and then also had this this uh, the porno side on on lockdown and Just bring those. Oh, that's two why those. Together. That's why those
1: costumes look so perfect.
0: Yeah, she's she knows everything. <laughs> but yeah, right. so that is our 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 on the set Marilyn Vance costume designer for for the girl next door.
1: Awesome. Well, that's all the time we have today on Pod This Day. Let's uh, tell everyone our social media. So uh, you can find us on all of our social media at Pod This Day because we were the first person to. We think were fast of that. at
0: getting to that one. <laughs>
1: Exactly. So, uh, like us on Facebook, uh, like us on Twitter, like us on Instagram. Hopefully we do more posting on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram, but everything's been on Facebook lately.
0: Yeah. If, if anything, so. follow us on Facebook, cause everything will be there, but, uh, we should, we should be getting more active on, on Twitter and Instagram in the next little bit here too. I, uh, actually I have fun news. I'm graduated now as of the premiere of this episode. I'm out of university. Woohoo. Yay. I have free time again. <laughs> So we should be posting there a little bit more now, now that we have some some time to be doing that.
1: Cool. And uh, right now we only have 40 followers on Facebook, but let's try to bump that up to 50 by the end of the week. Hell yeah. And let's bump that up to 100 by the end of next week. And a thousand by the end of that week. No, I'm joking. No, we'll we'll, we'll gradually. Well, no,
0: if we don't hit a thousand, I will quit the show. But. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) I want to be clear. I'll I'll post that on Facebook. Matt will quit the show if we don't hit a thousand. No, I have a fail fast
0: motto. If we're not hitting big numbers yet, I'm out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Matt, I know my friends are joining, but.
0: uh, Okay. I'll, I'll start pulling my weight more. I see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, so, other big news: uh, the first episode we did only have on Podbean, but as of this episode, you will be able to find us on uh, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher.
0: Excellent.
1: And I think that's it.
0: I think yeah, and and obviously Podbean. <laughs> Thanks, <And> obviously Podbean. <laughs>
1: Podbean. So thank you. Um, and then soon I'll post us up for, uh, stuff on Smashbomb.com for reviews and ratings Mm -hmm. and, uh, stuff like that. And then also in the work for the future is we're going to start a Patreon where you could pay and we give you awesome stuff for paying. Some
0: cool extra content.
1: So until next time, I am Steven Sklansky.
0: And I've been Matt McGlashan.
1: And that has been Pod This Day.